Hi, listener, this is From Ideology to Unity, a spiritual journey where we let go of ego and ideological doctrine in favor of meaning, purpose, and unity as a whole. Today, I'm in a conversation slash interview with Patty Hawley. I, I interviewed her previously. It was a pretty good conversation. And um, today we're talking about the overlap between the law of one and Neville Goddard's teachings and how they can be integrated and used together. Hi, Patty. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good now. Yeah. Right. So when you consider these two teachings and how they overlap, what springs to mind first? Wow. Um, well, Law of One is just sort of the stream of unity consciousness from source all the way down to the minerals and animals and plants back to 3D, which is where we are. Fourth density, love and understanding. Fifth density, which is balancing love and wisdom. Sixth density, you're integrating that. And seventh density, that's where you're just being love and then you're getting ready for the next octave. So it's just one stream of unity consciousness because notice while we're even here, we have the animals with us. We have the trees and the birds. So it's all here now. All the densities are here. And we're just operating in our minds focused on third density or fourth density or wherever you may be. And then Neville, Neville is teaching that consciousness is the one and only reality and that imagining creates reality because you can't separate your awareness from the power of awareness. And imagination is the power to move awareness into any of the already created states of being. So it sounds like, yeah, it sounds a bit like, um, Neville Goddard, in one way or another, was aware of the law of mentalism, which is one of the hermetic laws, yeah. <clears throat> whereby we create our reality. Though interestingly, all the hermetic laws have connections, they're all connected. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I suppose hermetics might be one aspect where they overlap. Because um, it's all talking the same thing, really, isn't it? It's just um, different yeah, ways of putting it. Yes, because there's infinite souls who have been conditioned differently. So there has to be infinite ways to bring them back to the realization that they're, you know, they all come from the same source, the I am. So in the law of one, the ego is very much something that we're taught about and, and how it works. Aaron, on the the course we're doing, he talks about that in terms of the law of one. But also Neville Goddard does talk about um, essentially the mind and its programming and how the conscious programs the subconscious and the subconscious manifests. Mm -hmm. So would you like to elaborate and explore the connection between the two disciplines or teachings about 
the ego or the mind or whatever you call it. Yeah, I would like to focus in on the conscious and the subconscious mind because that's really where it lies. Um, because as we talked about last time, when we move from second density to third density, we still have that animal brain, the fight or flight. So we have a whole bunch of beliefs within us that we've got to take to get things or we've got to do to get something, you know, and that's all done at a personal level because you're identified as being a person, but we're really spiritual beings and a spiritual being isn't a person. It has no identity unless it takes one on. And what's really cool is what I took away from Neville is knowing that I am one with the I am and that Patty is a manifestation of that I am. And now Patty, with the awareness that that's the truth, I can now go within and commune with Father and know what Father wants to manifest through me because our awareness is one. There's no separation. So I'm, that's how I do it. And I know that it's the conscious and subconscious mind. So once you fully awaken, it's like the conscious mind that you had that was identified as a person is now aware that it's really the I am. And so now the I am is purging the subconscious mind because you know that this is how it works. <laughs> so when you're still stuck in the human, the son of man, you've got to know thyself. So you've got to understand how the mind works. You've got to gather self-knowledge and understand this. And Neville teaches this. I think it's in uh, Feeling is the Secret. His second chapter is called The Dual Nature of consciousness. And this is where he talks about how the conscious mind is like the masculine who will impress the subconscious mind, which is the feminine. It's sort of like they're having sex. So what happens right. is an unaware human being will be focusing his awareness on all this stuff, all this violence with television or whatever. And whatever the conscious mind accepts as true, like sees something and believes it, Unless he's aware and revises that when he goes to sleep at night, everything that's in the conscious mind automatically gets downloaded onto the subconscious mind because every night they're joined. And this is why, you know, the saying, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> so you want to gain enough awareness to where you as the divine, as the masculine energy, the conscious mind doesn't impress anything horrible on the subconscious mind because you love the wife and you love yourself because she is the doer within. She loves you and she's going to give you exactly what you asked her to give you. And so anytime you react to something, she's like, Oh, he gave his attention to that. He must like that. Let me be sure I give him more of that. It's you know? kind of so comedic actually. <laughs> it is. If it you is. look at it, it's just like, why is this happening? It's like, you yeah. keep asking for it. Exactly. It's like staring into a mirror, frowning and say, damn it, smile. But you're not changing because everything in the physical is a reflection of what you put in the subconscious mind because she loves you and she's giving you what you asked her to give. Okay. So people might be wondering, so that's the way the subconscious mind works. Right. It doesn't know. So the what's difference. the difference between subconscious and ego? Well, if you've impressed 
the subconscious with fear-based thoughts, it's spitting back out to you fearful images that reflect what you impressed upon it. So the whole thing is, is you want to return to the vibration of love. You want to only impress lovely things onto the subconscious mind. Actually, you want to disidentify from being a human being, reconnect with spirit who is pure love, and then you, the love automatically purges everything, and now you're just back in the divine flow of love, and you're living by grace. But, so, yeah. When Aaron RFK is talking about, I think it talks about this in the Course of Miracles as well, it talks about, oh, wait, I'm going to blank. <laughs> it talks about it's there's not a type of, you don't want to it's not a good ego because you don't get a good ego or a spiritual ego no. that's still ego what you want is to to actually get rid of to not have that fear-based programming but rather have your mind in a harmonious way essentially Yes, you want to have harmony between the conscious and subconscious mind, but the, the masculine conscious mind and the feminine subconscious mind. And really what's happening, if you want to bring it back to law, one, we're moving from second density, the animal mind, who is quite fearful because it was always, you know, think of the gazelle, always having to look out for the tigers or the mm -hmm. lions. And so they're naturally in that, ah, you know, fearful mm -hmm. state. And so that's what we have to do. We have to tame our emotions you know because the the subconscious mind is impressed by feeling because you can think tons of thoughts that you don't feel you have no reaction to it but once it's felt the subconscious mind is like oh that's my signal to let me know what he wants me to give him you know yeah well, there's something other there's something else I've, i feel like exploring a little bit which is you're aware of jungian psychology right Oh, yeah, some. So I want to talk about Jungian psychology um, and also what A Course in Miracles, or perhaps even Christ says about Freud. That is my, I've been pondering about this ever since I've read this, because I got into really into Jungian psychology. The Jungian psychology, psychology says there's the ego, which is our like our conscious. There's our subconscious or a shadow which is all the repressed stuff, and that there's the self, which is the integrated whole that is the, of the conscious and the sub, the personal conscious and the personal subconscious. Um, and that's really interesting. It's just that what I've realized is, is that the ego is the mental programming. And mental programming is subconscious and christ in a course of miracles says that actually in a way freud's theory about the id is actually closer to the truth in some respects because because that mental programming it's this idea that the ego is like the id and that it's all this fear-based program yeah. whereas Jung's perspective, it, there's a lot of insight in it, but it's it's almost a bit what should I say, optimistic about there's being positive stuff in 
Well, I suppose there is positive stuff in the subconscious insofar as, but it, it depends whether you're in fear or love, right? Exactly. And see, that's what the whole Course in Miracles is, because a miracle is just a shift from fear back to love. In other words, it's harmonizing the mind because the fear is in the subconscious mind and you as the, sub, as the conscious mind now who's going to love the wife and reprogram it back to the truth. All is one, all is well, all is love. Don't be afraid. This is what we believe now. And that's what all the 365 daily lessons in A Course in Miracles is teaching. It's saying, I am as God created me. God is love, therefore I am love. You know, and all these little different mantras. Because see, mantras, repetition is the mother of all learning. And when you repeat something over and over and over, repetition bores the conscious mind and it goes straight into the subconscious mind. <laughs> There's so many different little nuances to how the subconscious gets programmed. Um, like, I don't know if you've noticed this, but whenever you're watching television, when it goes to a commercial, the volume all of a sudden increases. They used to do that a long time ago. I always mute the commercials, but the reason they do that, you're not expecting the volume to increase. And so it startles you. And when you're startled, that puts you in a little bit of afraid. And then the conscious mind checks out to let the instinctive subconscious mind take over. And so bam, immediate um, programming into the subconscious. So this is what I learned in my hypnotherapy training is all the different ways that the subconscious mind is programmed. And so the conscious mind needs to be the guard and protect the subconscious mind from bad impressions. Because you can get impressed with stuff without even realizing it, like watching the television program and identifying with a character in there and feeling they were done wrong. And, and now here you are in anger. And anytime you're in a strong emotion, conscious mind checks out because the emotions feeling is the domain of the subconscious. That said, anger, when it comes up, can often be a reflection of already existing programming and already existing pent-up emotions. But on the other hand, it might program in those yeah. emotions. So where's the line between letting go and releasing the, let's say, anger when you're watching a show and something happens uh, that you don't like or that you identify with the person on the receiving end? Like, on what, yeah. Right, you so if you're aware, it's okay a bit yeah it, it's all based on whether you're aware yes it's like oh wow wait a minute i just caught myself in some anger here oh i don't want to impress that on my honey bunny here my my sweet subconscious mind honey don't accept that you know what i've gotten in the habit of doing is every night now because i got a download to do this was just to go my subconscious mind is completely purified my subconscious mind can only accept the thoughts i think with god and all of God's thoughts are pure and of love and of peace and of joy, you know? So this is a way to undo the conditioning that you accidentally did or accepted during the day. It's like, okay, whatever happened during the day, erase all of that. You can only accept thoughts that God thinks or thoughts wow, of love because there's a difference between human love and divine love because humans have a screwy, a screwed up, um way of love <laughs> it's a special love it's yeah. not a, a true love yeah so and that's another thing we can explore in terms of the yoga lab is the what well, in, in terms of the law of one might be called manifestation or the 
law of attraction and that sort of thing. In terms of the Neville Goddard, it relates to, well, yeah, it relates to, uh, kind of relates to what we've been talking about, about how, well, you know what I mean. Uh, would you like to uh, explore that? Well, really, what A Course in Miracles teaches is like, this whole thing happened because there was the one tiny mad idea that we were separate from God, the source. And so then mm. we created with our own minds, because our minds are the reality tool for creation and our awareness programs the mind. Conscious mind programs the subconscious mind and then reality, the dream is spit out here for us to witness. And that's how we can learn and only program good stuff and then have a happy dream. But a lot of people are unaware of how the conscious and subconscious work together and they don't know how to consciously program it. So what happened was when that idea of the separation occurred, God answered with the Holy Spirit, who was the comforter. And the Holy Spirit is that still small voice within our head that we can listen to. So we either have the voice of the ego, which is all the programming, or we have the voice of the Holy Spirit which is connected to God. And the Holy Spirit is gentler and subtler. Yes, and what it does is it corrects the misperception. So in other words, you could have thought of something like this, but if you get still and say, okay, what is this? Then it's going to tell you, okay, you'll get, you'll get flashes of insights and intuition and you'll see the picture of when this happened and how you misperceived it incorrectly. Like you thought that person was angry at you and abused you. And really, they were just in an unconscious moment and offloading the guilt from their ego, and you were the object of that guilt. And so forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. You're one with them, really, and everything is love. So just forgive it, because if you don't forgive it, now you guys are bound together in this love-hate relationship. And it's like, no, just let the Holy Spirit tell you what it was. You forgive it so you're not bound to it. And now that you're not bound to it anymore, now you can rise up higher and be in a more loving state of being. Otherwise, if you've got a beef with anybody, if you're judging anyone or angry with anyone, holding any grievance, then you are not in love. And right. So it's projected guilt, right? Is that what you're saying? That, and I, if I remember what Aaron Abke says, he said he, he talks about. It is very much drawing on Course of Miracles, I, I think, and the Love One. So yeah. he talks about guilt is the most fundamental it's the emotion. And then it turns into fear, sadness, or anger. And so if you're someone's aggressing against you, then that's anger. But it's ultimately guilt, and thus they're offloading their guilt. Because that might be something that's a bit confusing to some people when they hear it. Like, how how are they? How is it guilt? Their guilt if they're just attacking you. It seems like something else, you know. Yes, the ego uh, believes that attack creates power, whereas it's really weakness because you're defending an identity, a bag of beliefs. Because we're truly spiritual beings with no identity, just in the flow. God is moving these minds and bodies in accord with its vibration of love. You wouldn't need happens. to defend yourself unless you were vulnerable. Exactly. And if you're vulnerable, you're weak. And that means your strength isn't your 
attack or defense. It's yeah. It's when you, within. When you, when you identify as a separate person, like you and I, literally, even though we're in these different bodies and have different names, I know we're one. I'm seeing you behind the body. You're just all these rays of light. You know, you're pure love expressing whatever's in your awareness to express. However God wants to express through you, or you're either expressing how God is moving you, or there's resistance within Nicholas, um, an identity that you may be having that is saying, I am this, this, that, and the other, you know, because we talked a few days ago and you were telling me two specific illnesses that you identify with. And I was like, oh, why accept those? Because Neville says never accept anything unless it conforms to your ideal, right? And the ideal is I'm one with the father. I'm perfect because we're whole, perfect, complete, and free right here and right now if we know we're a spiritual being. But if we're identified as being a limited human being, then that, that's resistance to God's divine flow for moving our body to the vibration of love. We've okay, got suppose, allow it. Suppose I were to decide that I'm going to use Neville Goddard's method because I no longer identify as having these illnesses. Um, first of all, how would I do it? And second of all, how would you connect that to the one? Okay. First of all, you would have to get out of Nicholas, drop back into I am, be completely unconditioned, and that's getting into that meditative state. In other words, you're dropping the body because you're not the body. That's your vehicle or car to get around here. Uh, you're not the mind. It's the tool for reality creation. You are the soul, the individuated I am, that is programming the mind that moves the body. Spirit cannot be sick. It's whole and perfect. Only a human with that belief that sickness exists in their mind can express sickness. So as Neville says, consciousness is the one and only uh, reality. So the effect of health comes from the cause, I am healthy. <laughs> not I will be healthy, because that signifies you're not right now. And there's no time. There's no past present. I mean, How no do I convince myself I don't have it? Well, don't identify as Nicholas. Identify oh, as oh, yeah, so spiritual being. He says, he says, refuse to acknowledge the evidence of your senses. Yeah. Because our senses are an illusion anyway. This is like a simulation. Yes. This isn't and the real we world. I've said the power of the mind, mentalism determines reality. Yes, my genetic law that's law of one, and that's what he talks about. Yes, so yeah, I, I, I've actually been grappling with this. Like, I've got to visualize what I want to happen in the future, like it's now, but it's not. So, how do I do that? And well, like, and this gets back to it? you thinking this gets yeah. back to you thinking that you're not already whole, complete, and perfect right here and now, the way God created you. Because remember, we're extensions and expressions of the I am, we're the I am. In a, in a soul, which, you know, makes um, us be able to experience a portion of creation because God is all of creation, experiencing portions of it through us, you know, 
spirit, mind, body, combo. Well, simple for me. Because <laughs> remember, Ra says it's a mind, body, spirit complex. The complex is the bag of beliefs that, that the awareness that you are needs to get out of. Because you've just entangled your awareness with these illusions, these fearful illusions, because only the ego thinks it's sick. So that, that's never deep. have that thought. That, that's, that's not an ego where mind's body spirit complex but you're saying in when we dwell in love fourth density love um we're not when a mind in, spirit complex mind, well spirit when complex. you're when you're in the vibration of love divine love all the fear and stuff washes away because light dispels darkness and fear is just darkness. It's literally a grievance or a judgment in your mind that the light is shining on and it's casting a shadow out here and you're seeing it as real. It's just a shadow in your mind. Right. So I imagine there's, like, imagine there's a light right in the middle of Stonehenge okay. and it's shining out and each of these issues and like negative identities, negative beliefs are like these big stones and then yeah. these shadows being cast out. And yeah. so if you're looking from the outside, you see a whole bunch of shadows and it's kind of, it might, if there's too many stones there, you might actually not be able to make out the light at all. But the more you dissolve those stones that we ultimately set up ourselves and maintain ourselves, the more the light shines forth. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the way to increase the light is to increase your awareness by not believing in that because beliefs, is what the belief in the mind is what's projecting out here. So that's why you need to clear the subconscious mind of all human beliefs and come back to the knowing that I am a spiritual being, one with the father. And that comes back to this masculine and feminine part of us inside. Yes, the, love life. The conscious programmer and the subconscious manifester, if that it's the doer. The father within doeth the work. Well, the father at the physical level is the subconscious. Well, actually, no. It's like, it's the spirit. Spirit of God and then the soul. The soul and the spirit are one. And it's consciousness. But it's all consciousness. And spirit is supposed to be, well, it is. It's, it's already pure love. And then all these darknesses, all these fears are hiding that love light that's already there so all we have to do is remove the belief that cast the shadows and then all that will cast is god's pure light and then our body is automatically moved to the vibration of love it's grace god gave it to us you know so it's yeah. really you're only in fear or love and when you're in fear you're unconscious you're in past or future when you're in love you're fully present knowing that you as a soul, mind, body unit are one with the Father. We are does the this, activity of the Father. Does this mean that if we have any egoic program, what programming whatsoever? Yes. We're in fit. That in a binary sort of way. Yes, yes, exactly. And you can't be, it's like that's what choose you this day whom ye shall serve, life and blessings, which is love, or death and cursings, which is fear. So that's the only choice you really have to make. So what is, is this process of clearing, reprogramming yourself? Through that whole process of reprogramming yourself, until it's complete, you're still just in fear, even if you're yeah. in that process. 
Right. And what I realized is like, this is a stepping stone because when you've been conditioned to believe that you are a human being and that you're the doer, you can't just drop it like a hat. I mean, unless you, you know, like Eckhart Tolle, he just said, I'm going to commit suicide. And then, but he got the big picture, you know, it's different for every single soul. Okay. For my journey, I did the hypnotherapy, which is making what's unconscious conscious, what's subconscious aware in the conscious mind. That way I learned. And then I learned how to just consciously impress it. And that went along with what Neville taught. And I was like, wow. But then I was like, God, there's got to be more to life than this. You know, and then I was guided to Aaron Apke's course where then I disidentified as Patty. <laughs> and now I'm doing a course in miracles where I'm seeing that really I can just bring whatever darkness I as awareness, the soul awareness, uncover within me. Like, oh, wow. Instead of reacting and recreating the same fear, I have awareness and I'm like, oh, there's something that needs correction. Let me get still and present. Ask the Holy Spirit, who's always with me, that still small voice, what is this? And then they will give me the correct perception of it. So what so you're saying is that the, the love is always accessible, even when you have fear, because it's at any given moment. And the moment is, it's eternal, but it's, it's the now, it's the present. So any given moment, we are in fear or we're in love. It doesn't mean over a transition of time, you've right. got programming, thus you're in fear the whole time. And then until finally your open heart opens all the time and you're like Eckhart Tolle and you're, and you're in love. It doesn't, I, I guess I was using, I was forgetting the fact of time being an illusion and presence. And that's where I was getting a little bit confused there. Yes, and it is because the ego will pull you back into your story, into your past, how you think it should be, you know, so get out of thinking because the human thinking is all the egoic conditioning. You go to the um, spiritual mind, which is your right mind, which is the subconscious mind. So this is how I learned how to get into the subconscious mind and, and clear it. You know, and I think I was doing it, but really grace was guiding me to learn that, to do it. And then enough darkness was cleared to where now I can just like, wow. And then I dropped the identity, the identification with Patty. And that just lets go of everything. I, it's like, you know, how um, Aaron tells us this is a dream. And so if it is a dream, one. you can drop Sorry. it. <laughs> I, I just had a eureka. Yes. In the law of one, it says you need to be at least 51% service to others. Mm -hmm. to ascend essentially right yes but if we think about it in other terms it in the terms we we're just talking about it's like 50, at least 51 percent of the time you need to be in love as opposed to fear at any given moment throughout your life no no wait no is it throughout your life or i don't know how exactly what works but well, again, this is all illusion. Time is an illusion. So we're actually, Nicholas, if you really want to get trippy now, you and I aren't even physically here. This is a light projection from our sixth density being that is streamed into this 3D. And we're really, the, the voice that we're listening to is our sixth density being guiding us because the journey is already complete. Every single one of us is going to awaken and know that we're one with the Father. But everyone's just crown check. What's that? It Around a crown chakra, is there like, is there like a blob of light, like 
hovering in the same position as the physical body, kind of looking out, giving instructions while connected to the spirit world? Or is it just like we're just in the spirit world and we're just like under the illusion that we're here? Like, I don't know exactly how it works. Yeah, God's ways are past finding out, but everything is within, nothing is without. There is no out there, out there. This is the dream, and we're each in our oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Point. within the collective dream because there's no, we're all one. Okay. So, what, you know, I'm in my individualized dream, and depending on where I put my awareness, which I haven't watched the news since 1993, I did not know there was a recession in 2008. Some people are saying, what? You don't know what's going on. I said, I don't care what's going on out there. <laughs> I'm staying in love and extending the love so that that hot mess out there can be, you know, fixed just by the people who are awake and aware and know better not to put their awareness on the illusion and keep it within because this is the cause out there is the effect. So the more you stay in the vibration of love and oneness, the more you heal not only your own mind, but everyone else, because it's one mind. It says in A Course in Miracles, for every five minutes that you spend in the present moment with the oneness, with the I am, with Father, with Source, it cleans up like a thousand years of time. Because if you're in here, you're not focused on, you're in the present the problems and the yuck and the mess are either in the past or you've got fear and anxiety about the future. But it's like, take no thought. Be in the mind of God. All the thoughts are already given. That's heaven. That's how? Heaven. How do you not think when you've got, if you've got all this mind chatter and you've got mental programming that you haven't entirely cleared yet or maybe you haven't cleared much of it at all, whatever state you're in, well, the mind chatter, how do you go from that to like, presence for me it was i loved god so much i knew the spiritual lineage so i knew it was el shaddai the god to me the soul mind body unit and i was just like i want to give them a pure conduit to express through so my love for them and giving them a, a clear conduit is what cleared a lot of shit out for me but i, I think i'd already cleared a lot of stuff out from my hypnotherapy training and then doing what neville taught because think about it when you do what neville taught he says that Christ is um, the imagination. It's the power and wisdom of God um, because imagining creates reality. If this is a dream world, hello, where does it come from? Imagination is dreaming this. And oh, so there is something. Okay. I was just going to say, once you exercise your imagination lovingly on behalf of self and seeming other, that gets to be a habit. And then you're like, oh, wow. And then you have more and more light in your world and then it just dawns you know but there's more light than darkness and now your mind just harmonizes and you're back in the christ mind rather than the egoic mind you know mm. that's how you do it you focus on the love and the light that you really are because what you focus on expands so if you focus on the truth of who you are that has to expand there's something i'd like to address which is you've told me um before i don't know if it was in an interview or not but you told me before that there was a time where you were involved in um 
Well, it's basically, it's the issue where there are some people who apply Neville Goddard's teachings and law of attraction principles in a selfish way or even a law of, even a service to self way. And some people look at Neville Goddard's teachings and they seem to be the attitude that it's basically, it's about, it's not in luck. They, they don't see it as compatible with the law of one. They see it as just a selfish way to get what you want. Um, yeah, there's, there's um, yeah, I know, because this is what hit me. Why my, my whole heart just burst open last uh, June 7th, 2020. I had another big awakening because I had some kind of awakening in 2009 as well. Because that's when I heard you will move and live and have your being in me. But then I fell back because it's easy to fall back because Right now I'm doing Lisa Natoli's 40-day program, which is sort of like we're being like Jesus. We're going out into the desert and we're just standing in the circle of love and whatever fear comes up or whatever, we're not giving it our attention. We're standing in love. We're being vigilant for love, okay? And then whatever comes up, we're just forgiving it and staying in love. But, um, and that's, you know, that's what I was. I was like, mm, staying in love no matter what appears. And so that's how you have to purify the mind is being vigilant to love because Anita Majori, she mentioned Anita's story. Anita Majori was a woman who had cancer and she was rushed to the hospital. She had a lot of tumors and she was going into like a coma and she actually flatlined. She had a near death experience and she went out of her body and then she saw her body lying on the um, hospital bed or whatever. And she knew she was complete oneness. It was all love. There was no separation. And she knew it. And she just felt that infinite love. And then I guess her father had passed away. And he said, you need to go back and share this lesson. And she didn't want to go back because here she is blissed out in love and oneness with the father and, and knows it's heaven up here. But she did go back. And when she went back, her body within a couple of weeks all the tumors were gone and everything because she was in the vibration of love whereas before her mind body unit was filled with this fear which caused the cancer but now she came back with the vibration of love that light love light healed the body and everything and then she was in some near-death experience group and she was sharing her story and she got attacked by some haters and then she was just like, oh, forget it. I'm not going to do this. You know, I'm going to just go get a regular job and forget what I knew and just live out my life knowing what I know. And then one of her friends convinced her to come talk at a women's group or something. And she said, no, I don't do that. No, no. But then the friend convinced her to do it. And she did it. And she loved it. And then a day or two later, Wayne Dyer contacted her and said, I want to help you get on with Hay House and everything. And now she's a big name and she's teaching people the truth, like how she wanted to do before, but she got attacked. But the thing was, even she who knew the oneness and everything fell back into some fear because think about it, we're one. So it's the collective energy, right? Because we're one. So that's why I don't watch right. the news. I had no idea what happened with the last political. I don't care. I'm staying wow. in love. I'm not going just, to the illusion. It just reminds me when I, when I think, when I consider Jesus of Nazareth and the Buddha. Like yeah. that was a time where, I mean, I, I, over time, we got closer to this awakening. Like there's a sort of gradual, it gradually got closer and closer there. Like I don't think it's just 
suddenly now we're getting the awakening. There was like a pre-awakening effect. Yeah. And I just imagine like with all the fear and all that negative energy back then, like alone, pretty much, they awoke and remained awakened. Yeah. And that is itself amazing. The discipline it took to do that. That's a disciplined mind because the soul is, is, is programming the mind. And so they had to know. And that's what I learned in Neville. It's chapter 18 in your faith is your fortune. He goes over the 12 disciples, which are the disciplines of the mind, which is sort of like, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. <laughs> you know. And this is how you have to be vigilant to love. You know, and, and hang with, with the father and only think in alignment with his thoughts. Actually, let his thoughts just stream in because we are one. We're a stream of unity consciousness. But what's happened with the veil, the darkness, and the darkness is just the fear, the egoic mind. And so really, you have to tame your wild emotions. That's really it. Because remember the story about Jesus uh, told his disciples to go and get a wild cult and then he wrote it on palm sunday that cult it was completely tame when he wrote it because he was pure love and so the animal recognized he was love and so it wasn't wild and so the animal second density and we moved into third density self-aware but we still have the second density brain that's what we're doing because everybody's angry and trying to take from others and get things rather than realizing that they're a spiritual being already whole complete perfect and free we just go unto the father who naturally extends whatever's already in the field just by our asking or we don't even have to ask because my awareness and god's awareness are one you know i was thinking back to those checks in the mail that i mentioned the last time the real reason i wanted those was because i loved my husband so i was coming from a place of love oh. and so i did it for him and then what was so funny is also for me <laughs> you know, practicing my uh, powers of manifestation, right? Because we're supposed to be like that and, you know, extend the love, you know? So I was extending the love and wanting that for my husband and it came through his family. But then and I was that's thinking- about the law. That, yeah, now when it comes to naysayers about the law of attraction and also naysayers about, um, wait, you've got manifestation. Naysayers about Neville Goddard's work, potentially, is that, Essentially, it depends whether you are coming from love, whether you're in love when you're doing it, yeah. if your reason is love, or, or if it's based in fear and this, this idea that you're lacking something and you're going to get it to be complete, yeah. as if you're not already, right? right. And, yeah. And that's why I said, I of myself do nothing because I knew I had just impressed that on the subconscious mind or really father and I are one. My awareness and God's awareness are one. My will and God's will are one. God is living me. <laughs> you know, I'm the physical avatar of the father. We're an extension and expression of the one indivisible consciousness. And so as long as you're back in alignment in love, everything works. And, you know, my life really worked. Even when I was in the hell of my mother, who was narcissistic and very angry and beating us all and being, you know, appearing evil. I don't know how, but I, I had that still small voice that don't listen to her, ignore her. And I did. 
And then I tootled on my way and I had all these wonderful manifestations. Like I imagined, you know, paying for college without owing a dime. And I got scholarships and made it through. And I, you know, I've supported myself since age 11, which is a miracle. But again, it's just God flowing through me. And I recognize that here and there, but then I- It really is a miracle. It is a miracle. And like Anita, I would get pulled into fear. And so here I was getting the divine downloads from a very early age, like nine, okay? But not knowing what it was, right? I was thinking God was outside of me. And because I was a little goody two-shoes and followed the golden rule, everything was working out for me, right? But then I got married and I did some hateful things or started judging people. And so that created the darkness. And then I forgot about God and then I was trying to be on my own. But now I realize Patty is just a bag of beliefs. I got rid of that bag of beliefs and now I'm back in the divine flow in love, in that vibration of love. And I'm in the mystery of life because I don't know what's going to happen until I get the download or I'm guided somewhere. And, you know, it's just a matter of recognizing which world are you in and, and paying attention to the feeling. And it's interesting because Here, when you're in fear and ego, you're trying to control what's going to happen. Yeah. so that you know what's going to happen but it's way more fascinating and enjoyable when you embrace the not knowing you embrace yeah. the mystery yeah because you know if you're in love because i am so in love with god and el shaddai i just am like so grateful for this life and i know that it's all given and i'm just wow grateful so i just want to stay in that flow and so I'm vigilant to love, to stay in that vibration, because I know when I have the vibration of love, I'm transmitting that. And that's healing the, the mind because it's one mind. It's one. We're all one. It's amazing. Yeah. So I'm vigilant to stay in that vibration of love. I'm, I don't have a story. I dropped it. I'm here now. That's it. I'm an eternal spiritual being. I'm not Patty. I will answer to Patty, of course, so I don't appear crazy in this world. <laughs> but I'm an eternal spiritual being playing the human role of Patty. And I'm guided. I'm guided. I listen to that voice and I follow it. Yeah. That's where you want to end up because if you think you're a person, then you have to use like Neville and everything and figure it out. But once you have more light than dark, then it just dawns on you. And then it's just like you let go. You just let go. You don't have a past. You don't have a future. You're just here in eternity. And creation actually works through extension. What you give is what you receive. So I just want to give God's love, give God's peace. And so this is what A Course in Miracles teaches. And it says there's either whatever you witness is either love or a call for love. So if someone's acting in anger or fear or whatever, that's a call to love. And what you do is you just stand in love. And that because it's one mind, they will feel that love. You don't have to do or say anything unless you're guided to, right? You know, you see it. This is what Neville talked about. Like I've seen people sick or homeless or, or out of a job. That's when I go in my imagination and I extend the love and I say, okay, father, help them, you know, give them a job. You know, I know I'm not doing it, but I'm imagining that 
for them. So I imagine in my mind, because it's one mind, that they've got a job or they're healed and I'm the witness. Because remember, it takes an observer to collapse the field for that. So, but I'm not doing anything of myself. I'm just here. God says, do this. Okay, what do you want? You know, see this. And then it then it just manifests. And it's great. And, and as long, honestly, I felt a bit of resistance about doing that. Because I felt like, what if you're manipulating or controlling without their consent? And then I realized love is the key here or the answer. So it's like, yeah, is it love or fear? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like if I were to like, be like, oh, my friend, I, I wish they knew what I knew and they were spiritual like me. Then I could ask myself, and then I could visualize that. And I'd be like, but why do I want that? Do I want that because I love them? Or do I want that out of a sort of egoic satisfaction of I was right, now you know too, right? Yeah, that's an example. Definitely. And maybe I'm afraid of abusing it myself. And maybe I have resistance there. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, that's the thing is just when a thought arises, because everything, that's another key thing. Everything that you are experiencing or whatever comes from your state of being. And your state of being is the bag of beliefs. So once you get rid of all the beliefs, except that the father and I are one, you will have fearful thoughts or whatever, you know, and that's why you got to know that this is, this world is not real. It's the dream. The real world is heaven, which is um, in eternity. And you can see it here now because you will only see good things. Because the moment is eternity. And that's why if you're in the moment, you can experience heaven. Hell is. Past and future. Past yeah. is, is regrets and blame and judgments, and the future is fear and anxiety because you, you're you're afraid of the unknown. And I had fear of the unknown, um, but now I've learned to let that go when I let the ident- identification of Patty go, because Patty is just a bag of beliefs. Remember how in my post I talked about how Ra called us the mind body spirit complex, and spirit was last. And how we had to be like Neo in the movie, The Matrix, and escape this matrix of beliefs. Because the beliefs of the ego are what hold the illusion in place and keep the darkness there and keep casting the shadows out here. And then we react to the shadows, re-impress the subconscious mind, and then it's a never-ending loop. You've got to be aware and like, oh my God, what's happening here? What's the belief in the subconscious mind that's causing that out here? Awareness is the cause. Everything in the outer world is always an effect. Everything in the physical world is a dead effect. There's no power there. There's the one and only power is God the Father. And you have to be connected with God and know the awareness and the connection. And then you can have the power. And then you can do all that Jesus did and more because Jesus was knew the oneness. See, when you're connected to God, you know. Because spirit knows. When you're in the human, you don't know, and that's why you're afraid. <laughs> but spirit is all-knowing. So just ask, because you're you're one with the Father. Just ask. And and the Holy Spirit is there as the, the link, because until your perception is purified, and then that turns it to knowledge, and then you just have direct communication with God now, because we really are little communications. We're in supposed the, to just receive yeah. and express. In the raw material these Christian 
esque um, A Course in Miracles terms are using. Yes. For people who aren't sure, what's the translation into the, the language that the raw material or the Lord One uses? I don't know. You know, it's funny. I, I was wondering why I had learned so many different things. And it was so that I could relate and talk to people uh, no matter where they were. You know, uh, like I could just say, I could leave out the whole Christian stuff and just go, okay, it's super conscious mind to subconscious mind to conscious mind. That's the flow in the Holy Trinity right there. Okay, I'll, I'll, wait, I'll start then. Uh, so El Shaddai is, well, first of all, it sounds very much like a, a, a Jewish term, I, I think, maybe a Kabbalah term, I, I don't know. That's what it sounds like to me. But it's it, God Almighty, a God that is whole and complete. Right. Mind, but infinite source or in the law one or the raw material seems to be there's other terms used, but infinite source or the one infinite creator is what they use a lot. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's the one they use for El Shaddai. What's funny is I noticed and, and they corrected it later on, but in volume one. It would say, we leave you in the love and the light of the one infinite creator and the peace and the power of the creator. So it was like, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, so they're doing divine love, the one infinite creator, and then the creator, which would be the I am, the awareness. So it's divine love streamed through the pure awareness. But anytime anything is created, because consciousness is one and indivisible, whatever's created has all the attributes that's why we're like um a microcosm of the macrocosm we literally have all that is within us it's in our brain where it's the fractal and it's just what it, whoever has um the neurons turned on in their brain that's what they get because the subconscious mind um creates grooves in, in the brain it's sort of it's really strange but consciousness the conscious and subconscious mind like i told you correlate to the left and right brain hemispheres so when you thinking is actually a spiritual process and once you keep thinking the same thing over and over repetition it actually creates those little grooves in the brain and that's what moves your body so that's the why grooves wait does that mean neuroscience all, will be able to like literally see the yes. effects in the brain of the neural pathways that reflect the mental programming yes they're already kind of doing it. It's science is wow. catching up to religion. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. Oh, it is. Oh, man. Yeah, they're catching up. And see, I only I only made all these connections because of my hypnotherapy training. And then, you know, because I'm sure a lot of people have read Dr. Joseph Murphy's The Power of the Subconscious Mind. And even that chapter two in um, Feeling is the Secret. Or I think it's actually it's Prayer of the Art of Believing, chapter two, where he talks about the dual nature of consciousness. And unless you experience that, like I did in that hypnotherapy training, where you know to go to those different levels, you're not going to have a clue what that means. So there's a ton of people who are doing what Neville teaches, but they're doing it from the physical level. They're not dropping in to the I am. They're not releasing the body and having a completely still mind and then impressing or really you just get still now you're communing with father and father's rewriting you know the stuff you know because you're not so ideally you want to meditate or at least get in that state just before sleep that's what neville goddard talks about yes um but meditating does help especially if you visualize clearing or balancing checkers yes and so what aaron taught us in our master class was he brought with the east eastern 
the Buddhism and, and his, what do they call it, Advaita Vedanta. That's what also Kriya, isn't it? Kriya, Kriya Pranayama Yoga. yoga. Kriya, yeah. yeah. But the Advaita Vedanta, I think, means not too. So really the Father and we're the Son. We're actually the Christ. Uh, and then it got fractured and is all the different thoughts because we're actually like a thought in the mind of God. <laughs> okay. In the mind of the The, the Christ Son. consciousness. Okay. The I am. The I am. Yeah. That is in the law one. Is that that's um I don't know is it a soul or a, a, spirit. a consciousness a spirit? It's oh yeah, spirit. it's the spirit, the spirit body. Is that the same thing as spirit? Spirit doesn't have a body, so that's why we were created. So we're a creation, the soul. That then has a mind body. My phone did something <laughs> while I was talking to it. Um, so, yeah. So think of the I am as spirit of God. And then it created the son, the Christ, who is one with it. Okay. And then that, the awareness that was of the son, had the idea of separation. And it fell into the darkness. And it got so, fragmented. And so yeah, we're the all... son of man is the ego. Lost. Yes. It's but also, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also, yeah. But like also, interestingly, able. the son of man, the son, in, in all in the goat level, if you relate to Jung and psychology as well, right? maybe instead of the shadow, when you're in love, it's not shadow, it's light. Hmm? Your subconscious light instead of your subconscious shadow because it, it's all cleared up. And yeah. Well, it depends. Is it human love, which is conditional, or is it true love, which is unconditional? Because unconditional, true, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, unconditional love can see someone in anger and see that as a call for help. Is conditional you know, love even love? No, <laughs> it's, it's not. It's yeah, it's it's giving to get and it's sacrifice. Love doesn't call for true love doesn't call for any sacrifice. It's always you give and then you receive because you're giving from spirit who is whole and complete and infinite. There's no um, end to the supply. It's infinite. Whereas here on Earth with the veil, you think, oh, it's limited here. I've got to take everything. And so two egos will engage like in a marriage or something for a special relationship. I'll do this for you if you do that for me. Or, you know, you're you're making sacrifices mm. for the other and the sacrifice creates resentment. It really does. Because then you're but not... I said that karmic relationships get a lot of bad rap, but I think you can learn a lot from them. You can, Yes, because especially, and this is it, like when you really, really, really believe that you are a limited human being, you've got to walk yourself out of that. You kind of do, because it's like, remember the story of the Wizard of Oz when um, Glinda at the end was telling Dorothy, you've had the power all along. And Dorothy was like, what the hell? Why didn't you tell me at the beginning? And Glinda's response was, you wouldn't have believed me. Because she had all this other bag of beliefs. And if she would have told her, it would just would have been batted away. You have to experience it for yourself. And she had to go through the hero's journey. 
Yes. To actually realize and be ready yeah. to receive that. And think about it. Check out the characters. She had to have, um, she had to overcome fear. So she had the cowardly lion. <laughs> she had to open her heart. So she had the tin man. And she had to overcome human intellect and just be an intuition. And she had Toto, the yeah. dog, which is God spelled backwards, who represents unconditional love. Because look at Toto went and escaped the witch and got the others and brought her back to save Dorothy. <laughs> and also, it would be a dog. <laughs> it would be. Unconditional love. Yeah. Isn't it cool? So we're all yeah. sort of on that journey. And that's what the veil of forgetting is for. Because it, you know, and really it depends. Because I was thinking about this. It depends on what creation story you believe, because of course the miracle says it was a tiny mad idea in separation and that's how the veil was created. Um, Neville says we were subjected to this because God became man, completely emptied his mind of the idea of being God. So then man used imagination and shaped awareness into who he is. So he created the not self, the darkness, which darkness just means ignorance you're not in consciousness you're not conscious or aware of the oneness the stream of unity consciousness that you really are you know and so then you have the contrast of the darkness to recognize that you are the light of the world which is the christ consciousness because jesus said i am the light of the world so that's the journey and you have to choose it so that's why you have to have the choice and that's why aaron says third density is all about choosing you're going to choose the darkness death and cursings, egoic mind, or are you going to choose life and blessings? The Christ mind, who knows the oneness of all unity. Yeah. We're all one. So you wouldn't. Is there anything else blessings. you feel you might want to clarify about how, how, how we can integrate? No, we don't. They're already one in a sense, like the overlap between the two. Between. Everyone addressed. Oh, between. Um, yeah. I think they're each pointers to the truth to get you fully back in the vibration of love and life. what about the christian language that's really quite interesting because it does it's so interesting the law of one is almost more asiatic in nature in a sense all like a bit more like buddhism right and some people might not find it relatable because of that whereas what's fantastic about of course miracles but also um neville goddard as well is it is so it's framed so much in terms of the Bible. Yes, because that's the play. <laughs> that's the divine play we're all in. And the, the Bible, Christianity, even in its distorted form, I think it existed for a reason. Yes. In, and it, it came about for a reason. And it, it's a path, even when it's distorted, it's a path to... Yes, because this is it. Because you can't know the light without the dark, the distortion, the not-self. So the not self is the resistance to knowing the self. And so if you are willing to let go of your identity as a human, there's no more resistance. And now you are just back in the flow with God. You're in that unity stream of consciousness, which is that yad, he, va, he. Um, oh, yeah. God is I am, pure awareness. The first he is the imaginary state or the desire. Va is the love or the glue that binds the awareness desiring with the desire. They become one. Father and son become one. 
there's the Trinity with the love, and then the final he is the expression of that. So that's it. And that's why what Neville taught, if you go back to the Father, because see, keep in mind again, I read this, I read a lot of Course in Miracles this last couple of weeks, and one of them was saying that the Father is very dependent on the Son, just as much as the Son, the Christ, is dependent on the Father. And the reason that is, Father is pure awareness of being. It has to remain unnamed. That's why its name is only I am. It's unmanifested and it's undefined and it's unconditioned. And that has to be. Otherwise, if the one and only I am really came into form as itself, then it would be all convoluted in a hot mess. So it stays immaculate and pure up at the I am level. So that's why God created the sun who is identical to him and made us a creator. And he gave us free will to choose what we want to express from the infinite field, right? Where the I thought that collapses because the father is infinity. But you, you can only experience creation in finite chunks, right? I can't experience right. the whole thing all at once. So that's why I have beliefs are the filter that let me experience life. All right, so there's something interesting you mentioned about, it was actually the, I can't think of the term. What's the, what's the term for the Jewish, um, for the Kabbalah, um, Hebrew? I, it was these Hebrew, like, syllable words, like El Shaddai or something like that. What you, basically, yeah, go ahead. It means I am, right? And that's what Neville Goddard said in the book. And that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. And but, now think about this. So think that, about does that mean that the Kabbalah and Jewish teaching, Jewish mysticism, is another area of connection between the law of one and um, Neville Goddard's Christian sort of? It, it probably is because Abdullah taught Neville the Kabbalah, and he taught him how to read the Bible in its original language um well it was aramaic which didn't even have a sound because spirit doesn't make words it's feeling um so then it got translated into hebrew and greek which were closer and then it's all convoluted and distorted and even some of the books were taken out and burned and then we just realized the gospel of thomas so really don't trust anything on the outside go within holy spirit was given to us until we can have direct communication with God again, because we're meant to have direct communication with God because we're one. But because what A Course in Miracles teaches is that anything you made out of fear, God doesn't even see it. It's nothing. It is literally nothing. Whereas us as humans, we make it into something because we gave it our awareness and then we try to forgive it. And then man, that causes resentments and everything. And it, it just creates more darkness. And so really, that's why I love about A Course in Miracles is it's saying, hey, that little voice you're hearing in your head that's trying to, you know, speak and get ahead of the ego because the ego's voice is very loud because that's your conditioned mind. It's telling you to do this and that. You've got to say, uh-uh, I use my will, the will that is of God, and I can only hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Now you're rocking and rolling. Now here's the thing. Get if your you notice on any level, especially if you notice without words, there's enough part of your consciousness, like even right now, that's like, or whenever you, you're like, shit, that's ego or something like that. 
even <laughs> before you articulate shit that's ego, because that's ego saying it, <laughs> which yes. is kind of ironic. Uh, but yes. that awareness that you have, the that's you, that's you I am, right? Yes. Uh, and that 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 our voice is almost the voiceless voice a lot of the time. And yeah, also, have you ever noticed how before off sometimes before you have a thought, you know what you're going to mentally articulate in your head before you articulate it in your head? Yes, because the subconscious mind is our spiritual self that's connected to God. That's the sun connected to God. Well, you know, it, there's no gender. Don't get on the whole gender because they just do the whole masculine feminine thing. Don't get screwed up with that. Just know, like I said gender, in our last yeah. interview, that the objective mind is the one that's that's the observer in the outer world and it impresses the subconscious mind either knowingly or unknowingly. And that's when you still believe you're a human. Once you know you're a spiritual being, now your mind is reconciled back with God's. In other words, you've removed all the darkness and now your mind has become the mind of Christ. And that is unity consciousness. God's mind and Christ's mind are one. They were never separated. Okay. And so now all your thoughts are God's thoughts and you're just rocking and rolling by grace in the divine flow and everything works out for you. It's like that light of Christ goes ahead of you and makes your path smooth. You know, everything just works out for you. And I have experienced this in my life. I experienced it many years, you know, till 25 or so, and then the darkness fell. And then I've had glimpses here and there when I was in love. So now that I know it's just the difference between love or fear, I'm staying in love. I've dropped my story. Like my mother wasn't even my mother because I'm a spiritual being, right? It's a story. <laughs> None of that yeah. happened. None of it. It's a dream. Can you not let go of a dream? I mean, for real. Why torture yourself over a freaking dream that I mean, you this had is, yeah. while you were in the separated I know. state Intellectually, of mind? right? I, I get this. Yes, but you have to experience it. And that's where Neville comes in because then you get the experience of, oh, Okay, this is how it works. And and the laws are oh, really working. Yeah, play, we play with it. We can play yes. with yes. with it. And that way we can experience the love. And then sometimes we've got, oh wait, I want to manifest this out fair, so I would do that. And that allows us a practical way of dealing with it. Right. I mean, grounding's to great too, obviously. Grounding right. and there is ways to be ground grounded spirituality, but you know, actively Playing is fun and kids do it and it's present. So, yes. yeah. Um, yes. And unless you become like a little child again, and what that means, it doesn't mean you revert back to your little child and you've removed all the beliefs and you've perfected it. No, the Christ mind is the innocent child of God that was never, ever separated. All that fell, all that happened was that asleep. This is cool. I'm going to say this. I wanted to be sure oh. this in. Because, listen, Neville talked about how we're following the divine play of the Bible. So Adam went to sleep, and nowhere in the Bible does it say he ever woke up. So Adam is a state of being. Then you go to other states, however you go. But Moses, get this, Moses is a state of being where he saw God, the burning bush. And then he was like, I am has sent me. So then he realized. God sent me into the world because I'm the manifestation of the one awareness of being. So I am has sent me. And then Egypt represents darkness. So he was to get the people out of the darkness. How? Shedding all these damn beliefs of human bondage. 
the matrix of beliefs in the mind. And then, you know, you awaken to Jesus. And you do this by, you know... What were the ten plagues? What are the ten plagues of us? Um, the stubbornness of the egoic mind because the darkness the darkness was stronger uh, well it was it was to show to stay in the light and that the light can overcome any darkness because the darkness you know this is like um service to self versus service to other you know and you're so, spared if you dwell in, in light, the light stay in the light if you give in to the fear you get Oh, trapped and stuck in the fear. And you can literally... Like if you look back at Sodom yes. and Gomorrah and... Yes, you're salted yeah, in that. Never, you're frozen that's in that. That's what never God had said, yeah. Yes, and so you have to have the awareness to like, oh, okay, now I know that this is just a light and a dark thing. I'm not going to judge anymore because we're all one. It's one mind. And what's happening in the mind of God... Well, actually, it's not in the mind of God. It's the separated state. It's the dream. What's happening in the dream all these thoughts are battling it out you know and you have to stay in the thought of love because you were created by god as a thought of love that is who we are we are god's thought of love and when we come back into that vibration of love we're back in heaven all is well and then we just extend the love of god because that is our function in course in miracles it says our only function here on earth is healing and our only function in heaven is creating and so when you're back in the mind of God here, while you're still here on earth, in other words, when you've awakened, that's when Neville Goddard stuff, really, you see how it works because you are extending the love. Because if you're doing it like Neville taught it, you're dropping into the stillness and the silence, you're going to I am, and you, the observer, are calling forth that your friend is healed. But really, you know the truth that that never really existed because it's a dream, but for for their sake, they believe it, and we're all in the one mind. So you shift it in in the one mind, be the witness that they're healed, and then it manifests out here. Oh, I know. <laughs> Every time you observe egoic or dark illusion, and you can recognize and observe, in truth, it's all that's all illusion. All is complete and whole, naturally. That's just how it is. So they're not actually diseased. They're not actually, that's all, right? And so truly, and then truly feel into the truth of everything being complete, applying to that. Yeah. And you're applying Neville Goddard's method. And every time something comes up, you can apply it. You can literally exactly. apply it to anything that isn't love, right? Exactly. And Neville's way was doing this or whatever, but I can just like, because of course in miracles taught me pierce the veil. Don't see people as separate bodies. The body is just the vessel here to do God's work. Really pierce the veil and see them as the Christ. They're already whole, complete, perfect, and completely innocent. And that's the key, innocence. Because if you've got guilt, that's the linchpin of the ego. That's identity. And then you can cause anger, blame, judgment and that creates darkness in the mind now you're not uh you're in fear darkness is fear unconsciousness you want to stay in the present moment of love fully conscious that all is already well all is one all is perfect okay I, there's something i want to address so in a sense we're all 
star children or children of the light. Don't label yourself. Eternal. Don't label. Okay. All oh, right. right. I'm, I, yeah. Okay. I'm using that provisionally. Just I understand. So you can get it across. Thank sure. you. Thank you. You're right. Yes. We have to be vigilant to remember yeah. we are one with the Father. There's no separation and there's no identity here. Right. I was just, yeah. So oh, we are, in a sense, we are children of the Father. Right. Mm -hmm. right. We are. Now, like you said, we are children of when we're in heaven, we're in we heaven are children now. of God. We're child of man when we're in hell. And mm -hmm. a lot of the time, children growing up are actually more in hell, um, even though they get the more present potentially than adults a lot of the time. So, and you were talking about to be present, to be awakened. It's not about just going back to when you're a child, because actually, that's still it's a lot actually, of adults. A lot of adults are like wounded little children, yes. grown up anyway. So, in a way, it's not like oh, you're not regressing. Like, have you really? What even have? Have you progressed? I don't know. It's like here. Let me explain hey, it. Adulthood way. is an illusion. We're just Everything is an illusion. Source. Every there's no doer here. Everything is just the interaction between the conscious and subconscious mind. The light, well, the observer impressing onto the soul, and then the soul expresses through the mind and the body. <laughs> And so really what's happening, Nicholas, because I learned this in my Silva training and also in my hypnotherapy training, when a little, you have to become like a little child again, a little child is not programmed yet. It's still in the vibration of love. It hasn't been conditioned. Okay. So from age zero to about three or four, you are completely in that because the babies sleep a lot, right? You're in the delta brainwave with I am and you're still growing and, and you're getting the love, you know, because your parents are hopefully loving you. But if you're like abused or whatever, then you're going to start being in fear, you know, and then adults will say things and you're just learning words and you may take it and, and twist the meaning in your little mind that doesn't know any better because like we all believe in Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. It's not like we could hold up our little three-year-old hand and say, shut up. You are freaking lying to me. We couldn't do that. We learn that your parents are lying too. So we get all the conditioning of all of the adults around us, teachers, clerk, priests, clergy, whatever religion you grew up in, or if you didn't grow up in a religion, between age zero to like about 14, you are just in that alpha, theta, delta brainwave. You have some conscious mind and you start to, you know, logic and reason things out bet between seven and 14, but you're the adults dominate you still, right? Because you're dependent on them. Right. And so depending on how they are will determine how much you can begin to have awareness for yourself or, you know, because some parents are helicopter parents and they dominate the kids mm. and they tell them what to do. But people that are freer, then the kids can think for themselves and learn through experience, right? And that's what you want. You want the children to learn through their own experience. 
you know, you don't want them to touch a hot stove or whatever, but hey, if that's how they're going to have to learn hot, you know, it happens, you know, but they are guided just like we are guided. And so what happens is the not self that we all create because we son of man phase one of the game um, that creates the resistance to being in flow with with father because we think we're a separate self. But once you really drop that identification and identity and that bag of beliefs, because that's all your identity is, is a bag of beliefs and a story. Now you're back in the divine flow. You can identify, I identify as being a spiritual being. I'm in eternity because eternity is the eternal moment of now. What do you think when he said about the, the conscious, uh, everything being an interplay of conscious and subconscious, perhaps it's a bit like yin and yang. It is. Yeah. And, and, and the way it, they swirl around, uh, each one has a bit of the other in it, that, that that seems to be and there's also funny enough that's masculine and feminine mixed to the spiraling imagine that you know a spiral that's basically like the law of gender everything just yes and notice how you're trying to spiral notice how you're trying to figure it all out instead of just getting the download about it because i already got the download about it and i wrote about it back in june of last year think about it there's dark and light El Shaddai is dark. It's the great void. And out of the great void came a light. (laughs) I am is the light. Okay. Because it's consciousness. And it said, let there be light. And then that light became all everything in potential, the light particles. So that's the dark and the light, the yin and the yang. The divine feminine, which really, there's no gender there. But it's divine love expressing through consciousness or pure awareness of being. And then that, those two got put into the soul. And now the soul has the light and and the dark. It has the whole infinite field within it. And then because in its ignorance and the conditioning and the veil of forgetting, it shaped itself into this human being that it really believes that it is. And that's the darkness because that's not who we are. So that's ignorance. That's unconsciousness. And then we have this hero's journey to get back to love. And you have to experience. And that's why the teachings of Neville, A Course in Miracles, Law of One, everything is there. You know, it's like we're in a game and here's all these clues how to get back to love. You know, it's so fun. Yeah. You but know, everyone's going to perceive the teachings differently. Whenever they read something, it has to be streamed through their belief system, right? That's what I was telling you before, the Tower mm. of Babel. Because people are going to listen to us and say, oh, my God, they're crazy. You know, or some people will go, oh, my God. I'm getting what they're saying now. It makes sense. But everyone is going to hear it differently because everyone has to filter everything through their awareness. And their awareness is filled with beliefs. And depending on what their beliefs is, they'll be like, eh, or they'll be like, oh my God. You know, it's all different. Everyone will receive this differently based on their the content within their awareness. Yeah, I am. Um, I think we, it's probably about time to come to a close around now. And yeah, I feel like we um we definitely did what we intended to do in this conversation, and I I enjoyed it. And honestly, um, when you got when you got emotional, that was kind of touching. Oh man, I'm just just be vigilant for love. I mean, when love, seriously. those moments when love is suddenly flows over you, and you're just like 
overcome with it. Those are actually wonderful. And that is just a hint of like what being awakened is, or, or what presence or being in love is, yeah. is like. So and be in love with God and, and, and El Shaddai, they're together. You can't separate them because you can't separate awareness. It, it's it's all one. And it's like, see everyone as the divine. Everyone is the divine yourself. love expressing either distorted in the son of man or they've woken up some, but now now they they still are getting drugged back down into fear, you know, because it's just conditioning. So everyone just overcomes the conditioning. But the thing is, if you can go vertical and and just surrender it all, you know, it can be washed away in an instant. And that's the other thing the, the Course in Miracle talks about is the holy instant. And that's what Neville talked about. Neville was going vertical because he said, drop into the I am and imagine living in the end. And that clears the other one. So Neville is right up there with the Course in Miracles to me. It's just consciously doing it. You know, until there's enough light to where then God reaches down and pulls you up and does the rest, pulls you yeah. into grace. And like you're saying, it's just different angles on the same thing. And Everybody's that's saying fantastic. The same thing. Everybody's saying the same thing because they have to, because the love has to overcome all these crazy ass beliefs that the ego created. <laughs> it must do inevitably. It's ine Yeah, it cannot it's not done. Fail. It's done. It cannot fail. It the is Holy done. Spirit cannot fail. Because he was assigned by God to do this whole plan of salvation, to save us from the egoic mind so we could put back on the mind of Christ, which is automatically one with God. It, it can only extend love because it knows all is one. And so it would never antagonize another being because it's itself. Well, I feel like on that note, this episode is done. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was, uh, it was great talking to you. And uh, I'd love yeah. to have you on again. Wonderful. Yeah. Anytime. Just reach out. All right. Um, have a nice day. Bye. And same to you. Bye.